Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. We've got an exciting guest to talk to today before we get to that guest, uh, Lou this looks like a great show. Great topic. Uh, I actually had a conversation with our guest uh, previously, and uh, you're right. It's uh, very interesting uh, stuff, and uh, it re- reacts and responds to a lot of the issues regarding uh, skill gap and education and uh, kids making the right choices, and maybe their parents should keep out of the kids' kids' way. So... <laughs> Why don't you take it over and let's get our guest going. We're speaking with Conrad Mercurius, who is a coordinator of advanced manufacturing technology at Raritan Valley Community College. He's going to talk to us today about the programs that they have at the college and and the interesting facet of how those programs have been developed. Conrad, welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you for having me, guys. It's, It's my pleasure. Appreciate it. Well, we're glad we're glad that you're here. Uh, why don't you give us a sense of uh, the programs at Raritan Valley Community College in advanced manufacturing technology? Okay, so I'll just walk you through how we started and where we are now with the program. So we started off okay. with what we called a, a, a what we call a boot camp. Um, this was this this was brought to Raritan Valley through the uh, TAC or sort of TAC grant that um, Camden was running and the consortium of colleges of which is about 19 colleges community colleges in New Jersey that puts together um these programs to to try to um bring programs that are not generally run in um in in normal in college settings and they brought up this uh, man, the manufacturing was this sexy thing to do so everyone wanted to get on the bandwagon of of manufacturing um a DACOM process was run by the college with about 14 man- local manufacturers. I'll just name a few. General, man- um, There were Superior Tools, Beeler, Pickett, uh, Custom Alloy, um, Rotor Clip, General Tools. I said that already. Rickett Benkiser. A few members, managers, supervisors, production, um, production operators. And they were brought to a, a manufacturing employer council, and they developed what we consider employability skills and just the, where, where they would need help for entry level. So we started off with a 300-hour program from that, from, that, from that council, and all the programs grew from there. So we, have, we, ha- we now have a... Uh, CNC mill setup, CNC lathe setup, CNC mill and op- operations, and CNC lathe operations. We have a full-length program that deals with um, fundamentals. The first uh, two, 250 hours of fundamental program that just deals with measurement material and safety. Then we go into uh, a, a milling operations with a with a manual mill with a bridgeboard style, and then lathe engine lathe because we re- recognized that our employers wanted most of the the manual skills to be developed before we get into CNC. And then finally, we, we, we go into 
pro, uh, the CNC programming and operation, which deals specifically with all of three-axis and, and um, five-axis milling. We currently offer some welding because employers asked for, not necessarily that we'd hire people who know how to weld, but if they're machinists and have some sort of weld welding skill, they're more employable. So we added welding, as, and it just started. Uh, we, had, we have our first cohort this, this semester. We added um, what's called mechatronics, which is combining mechanical and electrical together. And we've added 3D printing. And um, we've done some CPT courses and CLT courses, to say the few. And I'll go into more details of what the programs are. But that's generally what we offer. Is the Medtronics uh, part of the NJMEP program? So the, the Mechatronics is, is um, again, through Camden. Camden has a, a talent development um, grant that offers an opportunity to, to work through that. And that we actually, they have the, a, a trailer. It's a, it's a mobile trailer that we, we, we have parked outside of our building that host that has all of that equipment about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of mechatronics equipment and we brought it to rvcc because we have employers who are interested um beeler uh 3m who have these jobs that they can't fill and they and they've said this is we we, we need people to hire that can come walk on the floor and and start working right away so we worked closely with them developing a curriculum, and uh, we have 12 students now who are actually graduating on Friday, and at least two accepted jobs already. Oh, that's great. Conrad, I, I compliment you because Lou and I have been talking to uh, STEM schools and colleges across the land about their programs, and so many of the programs are uh, developed by the college or the university, and then the student moves through the program, and then they graduate, and then they go talk to an employer. You kind of flip that and talk to the employers first and said, what do you need, and then we'll write the program to make that work. That was a great approach. And not only, not only that, I'll just correct one, one little thing. We actually don't okay. even write it. We asked we ask the employers to to report, we we ask the employers to become educators themselves and write the curriculum. So what we do is just clean it up and say, okay, here is how we can here this is how we can we can um we can bring it across in the classroom. But pretty much what comes out of the curriculum is exactly what they write. Is exactly the skills, the 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 soft skills, the 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 tasks, the duties. Everything comes from the employer. And uh, here's one other thing that we do. At the very beginning, the entry portion of, the, of, our, of our, most of our programs, we bring in our employers to have what's called a speed date. And they will actually sit with each applicant and do a, a mock interview of sorts. And they'll give us, they give us guidelines on if this person is cut out from manufacturing, would they hire them? Knowing what they know now, would they hire them on the floor? Because we're really into employable skills. We're not into education just for education purposes. So if our employers say, we would hire this student 
it means that we have a commitment from at least one employer that this student will be hired when they're done with their courses. And in some cases, the employer is able to say, you will have to work on this more than this with this, um, with this student, and that helps us in the classroom. Do you have uh, any of the manufacturers uh, helping and supplying you with uh, the manufacturing people from your, the floor of the manufacturer to help in the training, or uh, is it all school-trained uh, um, individuals? Very good question, Lou. So <laughs> I'm from industry, so for when I put a staff together, it's very important for me to have someone who's actually working the floor at the time. I have no, I have, I have all the respect for those who are, are retired, they're done with manufacturing, and they're saying, well, we go back in and teach and so on. What I want is someone who's dealing with the, the today problems and so on. And we've had our, man, our, our employer partners, we have an, uh, a manufacturing board that I'll speak about um, shortly that has been really, really good to the college and to these programs, and it's why we're successful. We have, right now, we have Triad, who Triad Tools who's close to us, and they have also, not only are they allowing their own um, operators to come into class and help, we have one, one on staff that actually teaches CNC at this point, but they have also opened up their shop floor for what we can't manage here. We can actually take students there as an internship style where they can learn production and learn processes. That's the only way we can be successful because we're never going to be great at anything. We're just, we're just going to be able to offer opportunities and um, where the opportunity comes in, it, it, it's where the students can end up with those opportunities. You know, it's interesting, Tim mentioned it before, that we've been talking to people all over the country uh, for the last uh, four, four and a half years, and the skill gap and uh, uh, training or lack of training is uh, really a huge problem. And when we first started it, uh, I think skill gap was a relatively new term, and now it's uh, getting pretty much uh, uh, broadcasted around the country, and uh, many states and counties are really getting involved in, in promoting uh, education leaning towards uh, the trades and not as much in the academics. And I, I think that... Uh, also the fact that the U.S. government is not being relied upon as much as you might think, uh, and, but it's local state, local counties uh, that are really participating, realizing the significance of the skill gap and uh, lack of trade training. So th this is really fabulous. I mean, we've heard lots of different stories, and all of them come from out of the box. And yours is uh, significantly out of the box about the fact that you have the manufacturers actually cre helping to create uh, the curriculum so and supplying the trainers. So I think that's pretty neat. So, so the, the the thing that we, that I found for us that that and I consider us a success. We're babies. We're still growing up. On when we grow up, there's a lot that we that we 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 plan on doing, and, and in terms of helping our local, and we're we're learning to just help our local local employers, and then 
take that mic and let it migrate to other places. Um, but what we have found to be successful is the fact that we have we have a, a, a college, a community college that really supports workforce and trade courses. So we, from our, our president, uh, Mike McDonough, is a very big supporter. We have a dean, Jackie Bellin, who is absolutely with us, um, trying to make sure that we're we're meeting the the the, the needs of our employers. And then we have a, a, a new director, um, Joni Cafaro, that uh, that deals with not just manufacturing, but uh, we we host HVAC, we we host um, automotive, and we host um, cosmetology. And those programs also. Are, operate with the same sort of with the same set of uh, ideals the same goals and it's to actually get someone into the workplace and not necessarily a four year yes it might be it's it might be two years it might be a year but the fastest way to get the skills necessary to make it to the employer manufacturing talk radio will be right back hi this is lou weiss some of you know me as Lou Weiss with the yellow jacket. But today I'm president of All Metals and Forge Group. We are proud and pleased to be the sponsors for Manufacturing Talk Radio and for WAM, Women and Manufacturing, since 2013. AMFG is an open die forge facility and a producer of seamless rolled rings since 1972. Most of the metal families are available in our inventory for production to help keep down delivery times due to mill deliveries of raw stock. We also specialize in machined, large, and complex forged parts. So give us a look at steelforge.com, our website, or give us a call at 973-276-5000. Send us your inquiries, your drawings, and specifications. Our quoting turnaround time is usually less than 24 hours to help you get your job from your client. Give us a try. We're almost doing this 50 years of partnering with our clients. We'd like to partner with you as well. Thanks for listening. Excellence. It's what separates good companies from average ones. This year's theme for the AME International Conference in San Diego is Create Waves of Excellence. Gain insights from keynote speakers, including innovation expert Jeremy Gucci, former NFL quarterback Joe Theismann, lean author and researcher Mike Rother, and leadership pro Liz Weissman. Witness operational excellence in person at plant tours from San Diego's diverse, innovative manufacturing community. Don't miss the opportunity to accelerate your journey toward excellence this fall in San Diego. Visit ame.org slash San Diego for more information and to register. We look forward to seeing you in San Diego. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Conrad, does the student earn actual college credits, uh, accredited credits doing this, or is the program so unique that it's really just designed to help upskill them and move them into the workforce? So it's a very good question, um, Tim. And it, I, I'll go back to us being um, babies. So in our in our infant um, stages, we are just at this point offering credentials. They're all NIMS credentials, industry um, supported and recognized credentials mm-hmm. through NIMS. Um, with our success, however, what we've been able to do is 
break down the barriers, uh, break down the silos between workforce, our non non traditional um, college, and academic side college. So what's happening now is we're actually going into articulation with engineering programs to write um, uh, into MET um, mechanical engineering tech that goes that awards credits to programs like these as elective or otherwise, and these programs then will go on to a four-year college like NGIT. So right now, um, we are in the process of actually awarding credits to, to the program, but I say it's still early, early stages for us. We are learning right now how to do properly the credential system and how to actually satisfy what our employer needs. I try not to run ahead of the bus, if you will. I say that <laughs> our programs <laughs> I say that our programs offer opportunities to 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 um to to students and the the thing with opportunity and potential is that it never it it keep it's a busy thing so it will we it will just run away from you. So we say we'll take what we can do well now and hopefully it leads to the next thing. So it's in our sights. Um, uh, we get we have some pressures to get there because it, some things come into play when you have when you add credit to pro, to programs. You can now tap mm -hmm. into financial aid, and um, some of our students can't afford it. It's still it's still a bit costy. Some of our students can't afford to pay um, uh, pay out of pocket and so on. We have some scholarship um, help, and so there are some advantages to doing so. It's just that. For me personally, I think we need to be good at what we need to be good at something before we run on to everything else, and we're just at we're just learning how to satisfy our employer needs. Uh, I don't know if uh, Conrad, if you know that we have a, a second uh, radio show uh, called uh, Women and Manufacturing. So to put a plug in for them. Uh, my question is, what percentage of the students that are taking manufacturing uh, courses uh, are female? Yeah, so, so this is dear to my heart. And um, as a part of the STEM team, which is now the STEAM team, um, it's, it's something that we focus on as a school in general and as, as the workforce. Uh, I have found that um, we've had this year it's been lower than normal um for the past two years we've had a, about a, between 20 and 30 percent of of females and i must say that for those females that came through a program they the success rate has been at quadrupled what we've had normally um they've gone on wow. to to become team leads and um process leads and Actually, they, they, and and I, of course, I check up on, on, on mo all my students. I still keep in touch. I still follow up with with employers. How are they doing, and so on. And our our females have really be, been successful at this. I, in certain instances, programming and CAD CAM, um, I've found that for female interest and female, um, it, the ability to do and to pro to progress is much, much faster than what I have for the male. So it's something that we do for recruiting. It is not at the at the rate that I would be that I'm happy with. And it's something that I'm I'm constantly working on. 
because they, I would love to change the myth about what manufacturing is, especially today, and what the what what we can offer. And um, I I I have so much ideas. I just I just don't know how to how to <laughs> to, to to get it out there. I have so much ideas, just can't bring them to fruition. So it's one of those things Conrad, that, that for me is frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I was saying that's one of those things that I find frustrating because I feel like if I'm able to to um, have a, a captive audience of females, I can I I will be able to show and um, and 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 and, um, and 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 express how much of a. Uh, this industry is for all and not just a male dominated anymore um i know what the, the the preconceived notion is that this is dirty this is old this is it's the reason why myself and my instructors we wear white lab coats inside the classroom to show that this is actually a clean environment this is no longer what it used to look like we, we've been telling people this now for years, and we do show photographs of the lab coat, and uh, uh, we also uh, uh, have been promoting this uh, women in manufacturing now uh, since uh, November. And if there was ever a year to promote women, uh, this was the year. And uh, we really, uh, I strongly suggest that you listen to women and mfg dot uh, com uh, because our subtitle to that is accomplished women interviewing accomplished women and it's all the issues that women are going through in manufacturing we've got presidents and vice presidents and entrepreneurs and owners of companies all of them are women and perhaps we might even be able to get one of our we have six hosts and we rotate mm-hmm. them from show to show. We, we, we haven't had a man yet on those shows, but perhaps we can uh, work our magic for you. Yeah, oh, I, that, I, <laughs> that would definitely that would definitely make a difference. And, and not only not, not just for me, but for some of those uh, for some of those successful um, students that I've had, I'd really like for them to tell their stories. And um, to just talk to other women about the opportunities that are there on our on our board, a board of of eight, um, we have two um, females, two women who are leading their company that are with us, and their voices are just as important as everyone else at the table. As I said, and I, I just love to talk about the board or manufacturing board a little bit. Um, their their involvement in um, in in these programs and how we operate and how and and where we are going as a as, as a, a training program um, is is very 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 important. Um, we we I, I'll just name them off real quickly: Triad Tools, Atlantic Precision, Macintosh Industries, KWG, Baytar, Beeler, and Superior Tools right now are the main um, board members. And not only do they come in and talk about the programs, the recruiting, um, where we're recruiting, where we're getting students, what we have to look for, how to improve, what what we're looking for in our curriculum next, what's our next steps. But they're now um, working on creating our very first, and we probably will be the first um, um, co- community college to have a registered apprenticeship. Because what we've found is the old way is still the right way. 
and um, uh, apprenticeships work. And there, uh, of course, the information is all out there. We really don't need to reinvent the wheel. But they're putting together um, programs that they can now take into their own um, industries, into their own uh, production floor, and how they how we can support each other. Just we would do the academic portion, and they would actually do most of the the, the training. And if they take one or two individuals, that's someone that's replacing an 80-year-old operator that, and programmer that they that can't that they can't allow to retire, because that's what we're seeing when we do our site visits. We're seeing a lot of um, owners say to say to us, "We really can't allow so and so to retire. We don't have someone to replace him." <laughs> and, <laughs> and if he does, and and because of that, they get to choose their days when they work and when they don't, and we say nothing. They really tell us, okay, we can, we, I can come in at this hour, and I'm appreciative when, when they actually can come in. And it's happening. I, for me, I visited a lot of our – I go on site visits a lot because I want the students to see exactly what they're working with, how they're working, so that they know. And I do it early. So it's, I call it the, the, the blood test, which is if you have a surgeon – and you want to find out if a, if a student wants to go into medical the medical field and want to become a surgeon, you have him um, look at the blood and see if it's something that he can't even deal with before he continues. <laughs> I take them into <laughs> I take them into the the, the the manufacturing setting and say here's here's what it is, and I walk into some of some that's a hundred degrees, and I say this is what you will be working with. Or I bring them to a controlled climate, and I said this is also an option. Now each person would be different. It and um, and when we walk in and talk to some of the uh, some of the production operators and some of the, the the line leads, they will tell you, I can't afford to give that person. He wants to retire. He wanted to retire five years ago, but I I keep begging him to stay, and that's because of the skills gap. Uh, I had a I had a woman who worked for me a number of years ago, and it's just a quick story. And she was worth she was with me for 22 years, and. Um, she came to me one day and she said, Lou, I, I just want to tell you, and we, we became friends over the years. And she said, I just want to give you notice and tell you I'm retiring. And I took her out to lunch and I <laughs> talked her out. Like, uh oh. And, <laughs> it was like, uh oh. And the, the next year, uh, she came to me again with the same story that, Lou, I'm going to retire. She's now 72, 73 years old. And I said, let's go to lunch. And we go to lunch, and I talk her out of it. And the third year came, and she said, Lou, I'm retiring, and I'm not going to lunch. <laughs> You're going to have to do dinner at this point, Lou. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So uh, you have to use whatever tools thinking out of the box to get people to stay. So uh, yeah. it, it, it proved to be very interesting. It's a, it's a problem that everybody has all over the country. Uh, we have fewer people entering the workforce. We have more people leaving the workforce, and uh, it's, it's you, you folks are finding a way to solve the problem in your local area, and uh, people are doing this, uh, like I said earlier, they're doing it all over the country. Um, I'm not sure if we're doing it as fast as we need to, but uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I Conrad, think, I think I'm we're getting... Go ahead, Lou. Uh, um, Tim, sorry. Sorry. I, I'm just wondering, Conrad, I know that you're working with the National Institute for Metalworking Skills. Uh, 
Are there any other institutes out there that you would work with? Is there a plastics institute? I imagine for welding, it, it might be with the, the International Association of Welders because obviously metal isn't the only material out of which things are made, but it's a, a, a really widely used one. Anything in plastics so, that you folks do? So, so it's a it's a it's an easy question. We work with anyone in manufacturing and or any crossovers. <laughs> so we 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 we've gone out to MSSC. We've gone out to we we've worked with the medical industry, the medical implant industry a lot because most of our higher paid um, entry level students are hired through our our um, through our medical. Um, or medical uh, implant companies, and they deal a lot with plastics, ABS Plus, um, PLA, and that's the reason why we've introduced 3D printing in our in, in one of the leading community college 3D printing courses that we actually offer. Um, just a, a quick uh, a quick background on on, on me, I I manage uh, operate a um, uh, Nobel Biocare manage production for Nobel Biocare in Mawa. Who's a dental implant company, and uh, we're right up the, the street from Stryker. Uh, we call we call ourselves the redheaded stepchildren of of um, of Mawa because there's a <laughs> lot of other companies, yeah, in that area. And um, the 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 company has been moving jobs from Switzerland and bringing it back to New Jersey, which is which is one of the things that really that I really loved about the company, the fact that when 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 jobs were being sent overseas. They were closing factories in Switzerland and in Japan and bringing it to New Jersey, and um, because of that ramp up, they had to they really had to hire a lot of students, uh, a lot of new hires. And I was on the board um, of 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 interviewees that actually got people in and test for skills, tasks, what they could do, so on and so forth. And that's where I got frustrated because I we weren't able to find anyone when we really needed them. Um, what what I was able to do was bring everything that was that we needed from that company into the classroom. And what that company was able okay. to do was say was say here is what we can do. They gave donations. They gave every support that was possible for me to be able to run the program. Now I must say that I got the best students hired there, right? Because I got the pick of the mm-hmm. I got to pick the best ones. So I must say that <laughs> in full dis- <laughs> in full disclosure. So I, I I hired myself about eight students and um and 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 right now they're doing absolutely great. Um, so I can I I I cannot actually give you um, testimonials from them because I I see them on a daily basis. But having said that, what 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 when we talk about the financial incentives of manufacturing, I try to say that um, money is is the fuel, it's the transportation, if you will, it's not the destination, right? It it can it's a means to an end. I do add, though, that the ROI, if you go to a four-year college and you have all of that debt, when you graduate, (laughs) (laughs) right, when you graduate, you can't, you're not graduating at $90,000. I have one student who did a 300-hour program, entered at $22 an hour, is now making $56,000 an hour, and 
the investment was four thousand eight hundred dollars. And let us not forget about the forty percent of college students that never graduate. <laughs> right. Right. That never get yeah. to the end anyway. Right. Right. Clearly. Well, actually, you could. You could. Many college students do graduate at ninety, a hundred and twenty thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but that's in the hole. Yeah. That's not ahead of the game. <laughs> that's not ahead of the game. <laughs> And uh, I, I have friends, um, because I'm one of the gray hairs, who are retiring out, and they either have the student loan debt of their children who they put through college or their right. own student loan debt when they went back to finish college. <laughs> they went back and they're to still paying it off in their <laughs> retirement years. <laughs> so so here's one of the good things. <laughs> So here's one of the good things about the program. So what we have done is we've designed a program so that the first fundamental training allows for the student to actually start working after the first 300 hours. Um, it's understood by both the, the employer and the student that the education, the training continues. The training can either happen on the job or you send them back to us. It is best uh, to send them back to us, and you can fill in where you need to. The idea is the student will pay for the first fundamental portion. The employer will get the student in, see the interest, and then invest in said student. We've had a lot of mm. our employers say, uh, when we've had a lot of employers who hired some students and then send them back and paid for to do tuition reimbursement for them to complete the program. And that's that's where we want to be when we grow up. We want to be able to um, have employers see the benefit of said student and invest in the futures of the student and therefore the futures of their um, of their company. Mm. Well said. Well said. Great approach. Great approach. Conrad, we really appreciate you being with us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. I think Raritan Valley has taken a very bright and unique approach to solving the problem. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. And um, uh, we have programs here that everyone can can uh, be a part of. We have uh, programs that are going on around the season. We don't have a particular time when we when we say we're we're having our spring summer or whatever season it is our programs are continuing programs because our employers actually need employees every other day they don't they can't wait for next year so we have programs that are um, continuously going conrad before we depart can you give us your um, website address for our listeners to be able to contact you directly yes yeah, so we're at raritan Val. Uh, .edu, so that's R-A-R-I-T-A-N-V, as in Victor, A-L, .edu. And we're in the workforce section. If you do drop down at um, workforce programs or um, professional development programs, we're there. Take a look at the website anyway. We're, our college is very, very good. Um, I would say it's, it's 
it's one of the best, if not the best, in New Jersey. We got number one for something um, last year, but I'm not sure what we were number one for, but we're still number one. But it counts. Um, it counts. <laughs> number one is anything counts. It does count. And, and reach me directly at conrad.mercurius at raridanval.edu, and uh, we could talk about any manufacturing programs that you would be interested in. Um, a lot of these programs are getting you ready for, or, or all the programs are getting you ready for a job, and we actually have outstanding um, out, uh, uh, openings right now that we can't fill. Can I just add one quick thing that, um, that I noticed sure. just this term? Just this term I noticed, uh, before I'd never had this issue, but just this term I noticed that some of our students were particular in what companies they work for, they, they apply for. Um, before, Everyone who came to our programs just wanted a job. I, I see the tide turning to the point where now I'm I'm flabbergasted because students are saying, "Yeah, I don't want I don't want that one. I'll I'll take that <laughs> other one, or I'll take a look at the other one." And some of the questions I'm getting is, "What do they make?" And what I'm what I'm seeing students steering away from are companies that are um, getting military contracts that that they think make bombs and so on, which is something that I I don't know how to digest yet. But I just want to mention it that I'm seeing that this term, which shocks me. So I just want to tell that to your listeners that we have students who are now deciding what jobs they take or what jobs they don't take, and um, based on moral grounds, which is which is scary to me in one way, but also something that we will tackle at some point. Diversity and sociability is a good approach for our workforce. So, Conrad, again, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we hope to hear from you again when you have some additional programs. You're more than welcome to keep us posted and send us press releases, and uh, we'll be happy to talk with you again. Thank you. Thank and you we've been much. Speaking and I'd love with... for you to come and talk to, talk to my, my students also. Thank you. Interesting. We've been speaking with Conrad Mercurius, who is with the coordinator of advanced manufacturing technology at Raritan Valley Community College. We encourage you to check out raritanval.edu and see what kind of program they have. For all of our programs, you can find them at mfgtalkradio.com. We have an entire set of the entire history of everything that we've done there. You can search on keywords to find what's of interest to you. You can also go to womenandmfg.com, which is, for our Women in Manufacturing show, some terrific interviews there, what we affectionately know as WHAM. And we will be back with you very soon with another episode of Manufacturing Thanks Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.